Welcome to The Vow, Voice of Women. Our mission has always been about empowering women through the sharing of real-life stories. When women create a community through the journey of sharing, we gain empathy, forgiveness, and perspective. We encourage you to open your heart to receive today's story. So this week is Anti-Bullying Week, and this really hit home to me. I have two daughters that are in grade one and four, and they are doing really well in school, and they have great friends, and I hope that that continues to stay, but I'm also a realist in knowing that they probably will have obstacles of friends and being bullied because that is happening so often. Um, I wanted to share my story with you and I have done a lot of work as an adult to kind of work through the pain um, that I had as a child and I felt um, very alone, very isolated. I was sad a lot and So I'm just going to share my story with you, and I think it's a story of hope, too, that as an adult, I've been able to pass through that part of my life and heal, Um, but it's probably only been recently. I carried it for so many years, and I didn't even realize I carried it, but it came through in a lot of um, circumstances that even happened where they were triggers and I didn't realize why they would upset me so much. And then I went to see somebody and realized what my triggers were. And then through energy work and prayer, I've been able to really kind of heal my wounds from that. And so I grew up in a really small town in, in the country, in a farming community. My grandfather was a farmer, a cattle and grain farmer. And, um, we were just across the field from him. And so the school that I went to had a population of about 90 kids from K to nine. And then you would go into the Wetaskiwin Composite High School at that time. And um, so I always had eight to nine kids in my class from kindergarten to um, when I left the school in grade eight. And so you have the same kids in your class. You have a small group of girls and a small group of guys. And so you kind of forced into these friendships And it's all you know. And so I had really great friendships um, until I didn't. And then in grade seven, um, I was uh, an honor student right up until grade seven, like 80s, 90s, I did really well. And then my marks started dropping. And it was because the girls that were my friends, they kind of turned on me and they were kind of really mean. And then the boys turned on me. And I took a school bus. Um, It was an hour in the morning and an hour at night, even though I was three kilometers from the school. I was the first to get picked up and the last to be dropped off. I remember telling my mom, why did you do that to me? I was three kilometers. We could have got there in 10 minutes. Um, But that was my life in the country on the school bus. And then on the school bus, these the boys started being really mean to me. They'd put gum in my hair. They'd spit at me. They'd say mean things. And it got really bad. And my dad would go to their parents' house and talk to their dads. And their dads would be like, oh, yeah, we'll talk to our sons. And it it didn't get better. And my marks dropped into the 60s. And the school suggested that I see a psychologist. So they brought in a psychologist. And I kicked and screamed the whole time because at that point, I thought that was someone telling me that I was crazy. So 
it didn't work. I think I had one or two sessions and they're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. And so I, I think my parents realized they needed to take me out of that environment. And I'm so grateful for them that they did. So I went into the junior high school called Clear Vista. And it was such a blessing because I was new. I got to meet new friends. It was bigger. I started playing volleyball in junior high, which I wouldn't have been able to do at the small school that I went to. And as a result, I made the high school team. And then as a result, I made a college team in volleyball. So it turned out to be a really big blessing. The bullying stopped. I had some great friendships. And then I went into high school. And I ended up in the popular crowd, but I wasn't popular in the popular crowd. And then the bullying started again. And I thought, am I a magnet for this? Like, I was always this really kind and sweet but outgoing person. I got on the volleyball team. So I got to go to, you know, the the parties with the popular kids and the keg parties and the house parties. But I was never really popular with them. They would exclude me. I'd find out they'd say mean things about me. And I always felt very self-conscious. I was developing in all areas from a muffin top that I had to boobs to acne to everything that a high school girl goes through. But some of the popular girls didn't seem to go through that. They had the perfect waistline and the perfect cup um, and no acne. And so it was just this real mean girl phase. And so I'd go to these parties and I'd hang out with these kids, but they weren't really nice to me and they'd talk behind my back. And I, I know that that really, um, affected my self-confidence and it really affected who I was. I think that I held a lot of the things back, a lot of the attributes and traits that would be positive. I held those back and I internalized them. Um, or maybe even sometimes I tried too hard to overcompensate for how I felt they felt about me. So it was this really awkward time. And I hear other parents saying, oh gosh, junior high and high school, like you lose your teen girls for three to four years and then they come back. But my rebellious stage wasn't in the high school years. I was such a good teenager. It was in that grade seven and eight when, you know, I really started feeling isolated and alone in this small school that I was a part of. And I had a boyfriend throughout high school and he was really good to me and really respected me and a really great boyfriend. And so I think that helped because I spent so much time with him and he was also kind of with the the popular crowd. And so I, I probably was buffered a little bit by him once I got, you know, into grade 12, 11, 12 and started dating him. And then I left high school and kind of left that life behind. I didn't stay in the small town. I went to my first year at a small college, and then I transferred to U of A. And I realized that the world outside of this small town and these small schools I was in was so much larger than the life that I had been living, so much more opportunity. And I became this adult. And as an adult, you, you know, when you're in a class at the University of Alberta with 350 kids, you, you're just a person in a seat. You don't, people don't really get to know you. You can come and go and, and have, um, you know, a lot of autonomy, uh, which I didn't maybe feel that I had in junior high and high school because of the small class sizes. And so finding that autonomy and that freedom, I think I really blossomed in that time period. And I kind of just left it behind. It wasn't this wound that I, this opened wound that I carried around. It was like, wow, I've matured. I've gone past that. 
And then as an adult, though, it started to creep in in places that I didn't really realize. I would be triggered by people in my business who, um, specifically clients who were maybe mean or who weren't kind or were upset. Uh, women who, specifically women, I was really challenged with. I'd get my feelings hurt easily. I'd be overly sensitive. And I didn't really think about it until I went to see um, a gal that does energy work. And I was never really into energy work or never really believed in it because I, of my religious background. And so I kind of felt it was maybe a little hokey pokey. Um, but what I realized is I, I'm going to give this a chance. And through that energy work, she was able to clear all of that stuff from my past that was triggering as an adult. And I can sit here and talk about it and I can still get emotional sometimes about it, but I'm not triggered by it. I think when I think of it and it gets me emotional, I automatically go to my daughters and are my daughters going to experiencing, are they going to experience some level of bullying? And so I think my emotion, emotions come through when I go back to that period, I've been able to clear it. I'm not triggered as much by um, other people, specifically women. Um, and, and I realize as an adult that other people have other triggers. So people sometimes react to you in a way that it's not about you. It's about things that they haven't dealt with in their life. And reflecting on the last, say, 20 years of my life, of my young adulthood, I think that I was very much triggered and maybe even on the defensive side sometimes, whether it be with my husband or my friends, instead of being curious and asking questions, I would really become defensive. And now that I've been able to clear the, that part of my life and really know what my triggers are, which aren't triggers anymore, um, I'm less defensive. I'm more curious if, if somebody comes at more of an attacking or more of a... Uh, anger upsetting, you know, scenario, instead of becoming defensive, I'm more curious as to why they're like that. You know, can you help me understand why you're feeling this way? Can you help me understand if I've done anything to offend you that I could do better? So kind of diffusing that situation, you know, is there anything that I have done that I need to apologize for? Um, and that has been a really big shift in my personal life, in my business, in my relationships with my clients and my friends and my husband. And so it's so interesting. These things that you carry with you, you don't feel, you don't ever think as an adult, you're like, oh, that was, you know, 25, 30 years ago. I'm not, that doesn't bother me anymore. Um, but they, they carry inside of you. They, they stay with you and then they rear their ugly head at times that you least expect it. And at times that you can't identify what is bothering you. And so with anti-bullying week, I thought that this, um, this podcast was important and necessary to share my story. And I, again, I just want to live in a world that is kind. I hope my daughters go, don't go through that, but the reality is they probably will. And it's going to break my freaking heart <laughs> and I'm going to have to dig deep to help them deal with that. But I'm feeling very grateful that I've dealt with those and kind of put that behind me. So if I can close with saying one thing, 
it would be just be kind, be kind, be kind. You don't know what sorrows and what experiences and what traumas people go through in life. And oftentimes their outrage and how they appear on the outside is not indicative of who they are in the inside. And so if you can ask questions and be kind and show grace, um, I really think that our world will be a better place and that bullying won't be what it is today. And it's going to take years, but there's a lot of awareness around it. We never used to talk about bullying. Teachers used to just brush it under the carpet and they're not doing that anymore. Um, I think too, they didn't have the tools on what to do, on what to deal with it. And now that it's out in the open and we're talking about kids that have taken their lives due to bullying, um, I really think that talking about it and awareness is also very important. So this is my tribute to Anti-Bullying Week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Vow, Voice of Women. We hope that this episode has inspired you. If you want more information on The Vow, visit our website at voiceofwomen.ca. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us spread the stories.